One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hello and welcome to Ruthie Uni Dad and Me. You're back at university now. I'm I, back. Yes, you're back. And I'm back and better than ever. Yes, good. And I gather that your friends are listening to our podcast. No, there's a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. But I hate that. I've told them not to. Hate why have you that. told them not to? Because, you know, it's, it's a, bit, a bit embarrassing. Well, that's going to be more embarrassing now. So, but they are listening. But they find our uh, jingle slightly annoying. This was just it? one person who said just they found the jingle. I think they the they found it like just awful. Mm. Little sting, yeah. The... Yeah, but the rest of it they like. Um, they like me. They're not so keen on you. <laughs> well, I would expect that, you know, because you're their generation. D- did you make any uh, New Year's resolutions at all? Have you kept them? Did I make New Year's? What New Year's <clears throat> resolutions? I did make a lot. Oh, um, I want to do this. I, I thought I could make New Year's resolutions like to be kinder or to lose weight or whatever, but chances of me doing that is slim to none. So... My New Year's resolutions were there's an app called One Second Every Day where you film a second of your day every day. You film a second yeah, of your day, yeah. And then it compiles them all together in like mm. a little video. And so I've been doing that and I genuinely have been keeping up with it. I've only been doing it for 15 days, but still. Mm. And then my other one was. Does that to, help the world in any way or is that just for you? No, it was just for me. I, I mean, help the world resolutions are kind of silly anyway, aren't they? Like. I think to be more sustainable would be one and all those things, but I thought I'll just do one that's actually tangible. Mm. You've done 15 days of this, a second every day. So at the moment you've got a 15-second video yeah. have you on your phone and eventually at the end of the year you'll have a... Yeah, 365-second video. video. Or uh, five minutes. Six so, minutes, five seconds. <laughs> good, well, I look forward to, uh, to seeing that. It's, it's actually pretty dull because it's a lot of, like, us in the kitchen before a night out or... Mm. But you burnt was, your hand in the kitchen. Yeah, I burnt so, my hand in the kitchen. Yeah, and you burnt your hand because of somebody else's... Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. No. Um, I don't... Or unless it just dropped out, like the, the oven is pretty crap. One of the trays broke because it's a student kitchen and everything's always everywhere. So you've not made a resolution about fast fashion because... I think that would be one. It should be one. It should be one. Uh, somebody called Lauren Bravo wrote a piece uh, in The Observer saying that, that she's doing it. She says it's been the great love of her life but for Lauren Bravo the time has come to break up with fast fashion. She's mm. actually a fashion writer and she's uh, decided that's the best thing you should do. She says I can't remember a new year when I haven't made a resolution get more sleep, drink more water, drink less booze, eat more fruit, learn Spanish. Well, there you mm, go. There you go. That, that actually, yeah, it's it's good that um, a lot of people's resolution is always to like, take French classes or learn Spanish or whatever, and I can actually say... I'm doing that. You're doing that. She says, but this year I broke up with fast fashion. Uh, No more casual flirtation with one of the most exploitative and wasteful industries on the planet. Goodbye, my problematic friend. Uh, Over the years, clothes have been my comfort blanket and confidence Mm. boost. They've been a recreational hobby, a competitive sport, and a way to bond with people in pub toilets. (laughs) I've hunted for those holy grail garments the way a hardcore collector might hunt out rare stamps or uh, action figures, etc, etc. I can understand the thing is that I can really relate to this because um, I always think oh I should be more sustainable I shouldn't be buying fast fashion and blah 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 just like she says but there is a kind of thing where it's like it should be companies who are held up to a standard because realistically when we no, think about climate change I know, individuals, I know. if you're start as individuals companies will then have to uh, change their ways won't yeah they? yeah I, I get that like which comes first or whatever but it's also such like a key part of like identity and stuff and like sustainable fashion is much more expensive unless you go into like charity shops and then it's very difficult to find things often 
it is when you make new stuff sustainably it is so expensive mm. that it's just kind of well, I'll tell you, it's kind of unfair to be asking people to shop sustainably but then well I'll tell, you how, I'll tell you how can you do it I want to give you a five step way to do it yeah go on then number one detox your inbox unsubscribe from every brand email that might lead you into temptation number two follow the leader scroll slow fashion influencers such as at uncomplicated spaces number three know your truth triggers think about the reasons you buy clothes Mm. you don't need and how you could change those behaviors number four have a dress-up session get out everything you own marvel at how many clothes you already have i mean that's the thing with everybody we've all got loads of clothes we don't wear and you know what genuinely i wear almost all my clothes i really do not have that many i have a lot of clothes but i do pretty much wear them oh that's all right then five become a borrower when the urge to shop strikes try raiding someone else's wardrobe yeah instead. this is this is something that we do at uni a lot um because obviously I, or like actually at home with my friends i would always bring like a massive bag of clothes because i have a lot of like n- night out type clothes especially that's one of the problems is that when you've worn something on the night out there's a bit of like a thing about oh you're gonna wear that again or whatever you know stupid like like yeah yeah but if there's like if it's a very distinctive thing or whatever i wear stuff a lot more often on nights out now because i go on a lot more because i'm at uni and especially if you're feeling really like low in confidence like oh, i just look fat and everything i'm awful or whatever sometimes if someone else brings you something then you can feel very like oh this is really nice because it's just something fresh that doesn't Mm. feel like you've done it so i do think that's one of the best tips mm. so that's that's a tip but you, it's not a new resolution you're going to stick to more or less the same thing as regards fast yeah, fashion why, why change a winning winning formula well, no i am i am gonna try i've not bought any fast fashion yet it's no. 15th of january depop is really good if people are looking for a way to shop mm. more sustainably yes, we mentioned depop before yeah depop's we? great We used to start with a, a lame one-line joke. We didn't, didn't start we? with anything this week. We no, just we didn't. Like... We just were straight into it. Yeah. Uh, it's because I'm so excited to see you. It's time is money. I haven't seen you for it. Oh, time is money, that's true. Is this what they teach you at York University, mm. time is money? Lesson one, time is money. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. But we used to start with a lame joke, and I'm just a bit worried that your university friends who are now listening to us <laughs> would be waiting... Stop saying that. ...would be waiting for the lame joke. So I met the guy who invented crossword puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know his name. It's P-something, T-something... Nah. Ha, 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 ha. That uh, was bad. I mean, I did say lame, and yeah. it did what it said on the tin, didn't it, really? Mm. So, back at uni, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Nothing. It's literally, <laughs> it's just one of those little monkeys with symbols all the time. Like in The Simpsons. Mm. That's all. Just that, over and over again. No, what's on my mind? So, second term of uni feels... I don't know, it took, like... I thought that I would feel really, like, settled absolutely instantly, but actually it did take, like, a few days, just because I think the break is too long. Like, I think a month away is just... You get too settled at home, you feel like you don't really live there anymore. Like, they, I think they should have shorter breaks, you know, like, three weeks would be fine. I don't think you need... It was over a month by the time you came back or whatever. And some people actually had a month and a half because they didn't have exams in the first week like you I did. You were dying to get back as well. Yeah, I was excited to get back because it's like you can't feel properly, properly at home because you know you're going back. But then when you're at uni, because you're there longer than a month, you feel, you can feel like you can properly like get into the mm. swing of things or whatever. And it's also, I like having the structure of it. Like I like going to my, as much as some of my stuff is incredibly boring at uni like my lessons and things it's nice to have stuff to go to and like yeah, i like living on my own and you do linguistics um... so everyone at york if you do uh, modern languages has to do if you do um ab initio, which is uh, from scratch what's ab initio? Ab, ab initio. Ab. it's latin for from from the start i think oh so they call it ab initio, which ab initio. Means... Ab initio. Ab initio. Yeah. Which means from the start. I think so, yeah. Um, well, ab is So you're doing Spanish. So, yeah, so they, they offer the ab initio Spanish and ab initio Italian. And then you only have to do one linguistics module. And if not, you have to do two linguistics modules. 
um, but it's not really related to your course at all, and it's just really boring. Well, tell me um, what linguistics about, is. So I, do in, I would have thought it was quite interesting. So some of it, it so linguistics, I think it's like you can, you do like sociolinguistics and semantics. I think all of that is really interesting. But the one that I do, because you have to do one of these, like you do one of two, which is either phonology or syntax, which are the like more science, like groundwork stuff it's not any of the interesting like so the human things it's the science of it and it's just incredibly boring it's all about the way that words are formed so like disinvestment would have like the prefix the invest and like when can you add the different parts of the word on or whatever then you move on to like sentence structures and how to identify a constituent and stuff and then what we did most recently was about I, I, oh my god the lecture I, I could not tell you what it was on about it was it's very complicated as well and it's quite difficult and then you do about like adjuncts which are like additions to things. additions to things yeah. so it would be like brian gave a book to sue is the sentence and then all the adjuncts would be in the garden after the lecture during a thunderstorm a few minutes before the great vowel shift all of those little things would be adjuncts but What's you the can't, great vowel shift? I don't know, it's just what the example sentence was. But then, like, you can't always add an adjunct depending on whether it's a prepositional phrase or a verb phrase, and it just goes into stuff like that. But my problem with it is, yeah, I can understand all that, but I just don't understand why. Why, why do I need to know that? Right, so it doesn't relate to French Yeah, it doesn't Spanish. relate to French or Spanish. But then it's also like, why does anyone care whether you can have an adjunct or not? People clearly do. People clearly care a lot, a lot, but it doesn't yes. spark anything in me. The only thing that was interesting, he was like, there's no real reason why you can't have an adjunct between arguments and adjuncts and stuff. It's just the way our minds work, which is quite interesting. Like, no one really ever laid out these rules that said that this part of a sentence must be first and this one must be after and we're not allowed to put two nouns next to each other. That I mean, that's not a real rule, but, you know, these rules. No one ever actually said that. It's just the way that humans' minds work mm. for no real well, reason. Well, that's quite interesting, which is, That's interesting. Mm. But, and eventually, probably the other stuff will be interesting to you, But and then eventually, I presume, that'll relate to constructing sentences in French and Spanish. Yeah, I think the idea is just that, like, the more you know about how a language is constructed, the easier it should be to learn one, I think is the idea. But you can choose to keep on doing it next year, but I think I'll probably choose to drop it. Oh, right, you can drop it if you want. (laughs) Yeah, you can stop doing your linguistics next year when you've got a bit more choice about what modules you do. This year is very, like, set-in-stone modules. So with all this hard work with your... Because uh, you had exams, didn't you, as soon as you got yes. back? Yes. See, I had two exams. They were both pretty difficult. <laughs> were they? Do you think you've done well in them? Doesn't everybody... I don't think in... I've done well in the Spanish at all. Like, the Spanish was just... I was making up words. <laughs> I'd made up a whole other language, which I'm hoping I get bonus points for. Um, but the French, I think, was oh, maybe okay. I don't know. I don't want to say. No. don't like to jinx it. But I would think in the first year, uh, nobody does that well. Because the first year... I think you only do really well if you're like brilliant if you don't spend your time going out a lot because you're you're going out an awful lot aren't you you seem to be well this week yeah this week is refreshers week this week is refreshers which um, i uh this is ludicrous so you've had freshers week you're now having refreshers mm, week this was quite embarrassing this morning um i was waiting for one of my friends to go to my uh, seminar because i had one today and it was a spanish one and i was getting it was getting quite late you know close to the time we should have been arriving or whatever and i see my spanish teacher and then she's like hola and i was like hola and then she starts speaking to me and she's like oh what did you do you know last night and blah 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 and i was like oh well, we in, went in out spanish. yeah in spanish and i was like oh well we went out because it was this refreshers week um and she was like oh refreshers like what is that that's that's so silly you are in, not freshers anymore still, yeah. well, absolutely. my spanish I'm, was well, I'm, much, with, I'm with her on yeah that. i'm with her on <laughs> but that refreshers is a thing that they do in the first week of the term after Christmas. So I've been back for two weeks, but the first week is exam week. And then the second week is refreshers or whatever, and you have to buy a ticket. And it's basically just like freshers where you go out every night again. So you've done that this week? Well, no, you, I didn't I go out on Sunday. And on Monday, a, we just went a to the pub. wristband at the moment. Yeah. Very low budget wristband. So when we did freshers, it was £12 as well. And like often you can't get into the club and you have to pay for the club anyway. And it basically doesn't offer anything else. 
before we had like little fabric like festival bands this was just a paper thing that someone's written and you pay 12, 12 pounds for that did you not yeah. get anything for your 12 pounds you get a free drink or you anything? get entry into the places it's a fiver entry into all the places so you get that for free so how many and they run other stuff to? like there was I think there was meant to be puppies in the day and stuff but no puppies? one goes to the day stuff what's puppies like guide puppies that were coming in that you could go and stroke I think right is this is to calm you this is a mental health thing isn't it the puppies mm, probably there was, other stuff. There was like things, another yeah. freshers fair and I don't know there's some other things going on like you can there are like nice things that they put on and people should go to but they always sound a bit lame do you know what I mean they're like mixers where they you can they had like t-shirts and neon paint and you could paint it because it was like a neon night last night it was a neon night last mm. night at the club so every well it's different for each of the colleges but for the college that i'm in it's meant to be that we were all meant to wear neon i wore like a quite a bright blue top yeah which you know that's fair enough Mm, exactly one of the things before you left home one of the things you said you were going to do was go vegan this term oh i didn't do it (laughs) didn't do it at all (laughs) didn't you know what i didn't even attempt it i genuinely really thought i was going to do it but mum bought me a big block of cheese and and so I ate that, that uh, not just like I didn't eat like a chocolate bar I wasn't just like ah, <laughs> might as well but I had that and then um, there is a- I thought oh I'll just do I'll do fully vegetarian because I won't eat fish and then I got in drunk and ate fish fingers so I thought well there's no point doing that so now I'm just back to what I was before which is yeah. pescatarian fair enough because um, the thing about I mean veganism is very very good for the planet and all that and it's supposedly good for your uh, for your health and everything however uh, if you're not going to really really take it seriously it does nothing for the planet I, and the reason I know this is I did an interview on talk radio with Mike Berners-Lee uh, the name related to Tim Berners-Lee well interesting if I did ask him at the end of the interview and I finished doing this interview with him mm. um, he's at um, a, he's a, at the University of Lancaster he's a lecturer um, uh, no he's a researcher there oh, right. at okay, the cool. University of Lancaster so uh, I spoke to him from the university and at the end of the interview I said I have to say you know you have a very famous surname are you any relation and, and he said yes Tim Berners-Lee is my brother uh, <gasps> no Yes, he said, Tim Berners is my brother. It is It is a bit of a... Um... You're always going to be in the shadow, aren't you? Well, you are if your brother invented the internet. Yeah, See, you always... can't really match that. No, I've always been slightly, slightly sort of distant from being always mentioned as my brother's brother, you know, Simon. Uh, he didn't invent the internet, he edited The Independent. So, so you know, that's pretty good. I, it's I'm, pretty good. But I'm it's... also, you know... My sister's on TV. Like you've got a sister on Sky TV. So, yeah, my, my sister does sports correspondent on Sky News. So mm. like but that's it, quite a. I was but it's nowhere near invented the internet. Invented standards. the internet. Yeah. I don't see that. The problem is with a name like Berners Lee. Uh, years ago, I was going and I did pitch it to a publisher at the time. I was going to write a book about brothers because Mick Jagger has a brother called Chris. Chris Jagger, mm. who was a pop singer too, and had a, a couple of singles out, and that was about it. And I yeah. was very friendly with the two guys, Chris and Simon Donald, who invented Viz Comic, which was a very big deal way before your mm. time. No, I, I've um, heard of Viz Comic. Yeah, they invented Viz Comic, which is a big deal. And there was a third brother, you know, who didn't invent uh, <laughs> the comic. So I, I was going to write a thing, and I still think it's interesting, having spoken to mm. Mike Berners-Lee. But the point uh, about Mike Berners-Lee, quite away from uh, his famous brother, was that uh, if you don't do veganism very, very carefully, uh, Mm. you're not saving the planet at all. He says, if you say, for instance, we're in a, a cafe... And on the uh, on the menu there was beef, beef consommé, say that. Right? So it's yeah. a, bi- a beef soup, right, on the menu. And also on the menu, there would be uh, asparagus soup. You would assume that you're helping the planet by choosing the asparagus soup. Yeah. But that's not true. He says most asparagus has been flown in on a plane and the light yeah, is Yeah, it's actually like sustainable. Per- yeah, different. it's from Peru. You know, they fly in asparagus mm. from Peru. It's also you- an interesting thing with um, almond milk is that people don't mm. eat dairy because they think it's really bad for the environment and stuff and then have almond milk, but almonds take an incredibly there's so much water to grow and stuff so then actually you are just 
doing the same thing. Like you have to, mm. it's not just about being vegan. I think it's like all the other sustainable yeah, so elements difficult. and stuff. Like to be fully sustainable, you basically have to live off the grid. Like, well, you, you have know, to live not, on like, stuff that's produced here for a stuff start. Stuff that's pre- produced here. And probably not in hot conditions. Yeah, not in big supermarkets. Probably you can't really have anything in packaging. You should be getting like those, re- there's, there's one in York actually, like really close to uh, campus, like refill stations where you take in jars and um, like bags and stuff to get refilled but like mm. that is, is really difficult it's yeah. a it's almost a full-time job really yeah, well it is i mean what he said was um this is about the asparagus flying in from peru humans have not yet learned how to put a long-haul flight into the air without burning through about 100 tons of fossil fuel producing more than 300 tons of carbon the headline of his research there was uh, enjoy that fake steak bake but going vegan won't make you a climate saint yeah. so you might want to do it for your own good but you're not necessarily saving the planet by going vegan so you don't need to bother about that particular pledge that particular that resolution no yeah that's good so that takes some some pressure off yeah well i'd like um, to take the pressure off because i know it's high pressure being at university is it high pressure? I'm not sure. It's well, you're clearly not feeling it yet, but it will be. Oh, it, it is. Like, and it is pressure. Like, um, I've got a lot of work to do and stuff. And yeah, you were saying that yeah. over Christmas. You had a lot of work to do. Didn't see me doing that much, though. Did you, Dad? I didn't see you doing that much. At all. I did. I saw though. you watching quite a lot of episodes of West Wing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I just, I literally had not watched barely any tv like i really don't watch tv yeah. well that's I'm good that is definitely it's really good, good. yeah because if you're at home you'll be watching the voice and the masked singer and uh, i won't be watching either of those but i thought you liked the voice um i'd watch the voice if i was in with mm. mum because mum likes it but i wouldn't particularly go to watch the voice but lots of other stuff i would watch yeah. and I, yeah i really don't watch very much tv that's at good. all and how since you've been back at university you've been out nearly every night um yeah, drank a lot of the nights, even if we weren't going out. We went to the pub and like drank quite a bit or whatever. But I think it will be just this first week, especially because everyone was getting back. So it would be like, oh, you've just got back. We'll go for a drink, you know, like that kind of thing. I think we'll, after the first week, it'll settle down a bit more. Um, but yeah, so this week we're meant to be doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or something ridiculous. But um, we'll see what, whether that happens. But so, the thing is, Dad, oh. you want me to be going out all the time because that's how I get you some good stories. Well, if some you good do, content, you know? You I'm not going to get much I'm content sitting in the library doing my work. Well, you never know. Things happen <laughs> in the library. Shall we have a bit of music? Yes. I got... Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A tweet from somebody on uh, talk radio saying, I hope you're going to introduce Ruthie to the Ruttles. Uh, so I will introduce you to the Ruttles. Sounds like a children's band. <laughs> it does, uh, but it's um, a sort of satirical. I'll tell you what it is. There was a guy called Neil Innes who was who wrote a lot of the songs for Monty Python. So he was he was sometimes called the Seventh Python. When I was growing up, he was on a couple of uh, programs called uh, well, actually one on children's television called Do Not Adjust Your Set, very funny show. Uh, another show called Rutland Weekend Television, which was like a spoof of a television station. And he died last week at the age of uh, very suddenly at the age of 75 and he formed this band which started as just a sketch on the show so it was a sketch 
about the Beatles. So it was in sort of the very early 70s, uh, taking the mickey uh, of the Beatles, basically. The band was called the Ruttles, because it was on Ruttle into Weekend Television. And But eventually it became a band in its own right. I saw them at the Leeds Irish Centre, and uh, they, they were all their own songs, but they were all just a slight take on, on the Beatles. He did the sort of John Lennon voice, and he reckoned that he wasn't ripping off the Beatles, he was just doing John Lennon. But I thought you might have a listen. This, this is called Double Back Alley, and it was one that, uh, uh, that they did as a sort of spoof of the Beatles' Penny Lane. And when you, see, when you hear the attention to detail, this is just phenomenal. I'd like to play the whole thing. We could just play 20 seconds of it. And that was John Lennon then? Well, it was Neil Innes, who's, who's just died sadly. But a fantastic, I think. It's uh, a great John Lennon impression. It is. And well, it's a great impression. Parody of, as well, kind uh, of. Parody I guess. of the I'll just play it six seconds of the instrumental break. And then you get. You the, can't. The, there's, there's against the there's, copyright rules. Well, it's not because there's a different part of it. Here we go. <laughs> this is the, this, six seconds. I mean, what, how, what Beatles song is that? It's like, Penny Lane. Pe- yeah. I mean, how, but how Penny Lane is that? So Penny Lane. More Penny Lane than Penny Lane. It's more Penny Lane than Penny Lane. It's, uh, I mean, he was brilliant. And as I said, I did get, uh, he died. And it was, for those of us uh, of my age, you know, boomers, uh, etc. What was the name but, of the woman who died who wrote September? Uh, she was called something Ellis. Uh, Thomas. Ali Willis. Ali Willis, that's the one. Knew as well as <clears throat> so go on and uh, ask me again. What was the name of the woman who wrote September that died? Ali Ellis, I think. Was Ali, it Willis? Wi- Ali Willis. Ali Willis. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we've got to tell people. So I asked Dad that question before. He didn't know it, so we were going to Google it, and then I was going to ask again. He was going to tell me, and so I just said, "Right, it's Ali Willis," um, and then I'll ask now. And then he said, "Ali Ellis," which is not even a name. No, it's not. Uh, but don't destroy the fourth wall. <laughs> I like this. I think yeah, break the fourth wall. Yeah, break it, break it. Um, so, should I have play my music now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, mine is a song called "Habitual Love" by. Okay, Kaya. Who wants to be loved out of habit? Who wants to be just an idea? I want my love to be magic. No habitual Excellent. There you Excellent. go, that's the song. So, okay, Kaya, she's Norwegian-born, but I know I've had done, like, literally every Scandinavian, every Scandinavian singer <laughs> ever, but I really didn't know she was until I I got this song because um, someone else was... On Spotify, you can have friends that you follow and um, they can play songs and then you can click and see what... You can see what they're listening to as they're listening to it. And I saw that someone was listening to this and I just put it on and I was like, oh, I actually really like this song. Um, and it was only when I came to researching it for the podcast that I found out she was Norwegian-born. But she's also a New Yorker uh, called Kaya Wilkins. Um, and she's got a couple of albums and another one coming out i think really soon and she's just very good yeah, yeah. excellent i noticed you you know from the stuff you're playing in the car you're getting into quite a lot of laid back very chilled um i was playing singers, a lot of like Katie not cool Mellower stuff this morning is that just for me you yeah that was cool a bit stuff. for you yeah Right. I'm very into that. I kind of I've played Stormzy before, so I didn't want to do it again because I know no. you like him. But his new album, uh, Heavy Is the Head, which came out not so long ago at all, um, is really brilliant. Mm. So that's what I would also recommend. Just talk a tiny bit about uh, Meghan Markle and, and Prince, uh, Harry. Prince Harry. I got pretty fed up of Philip Pullman, especially, who tweeted about the fact that all the attacks on Meghan Markle are racist. 
and he said, I think there what is a, an what element a foul, of it. And what, yeah, he just went over the top because he said, what a foul country this is. I mean, clearly it's, it's probably still bubbling up over uh, Brexit, I suspect. But I think it's absolute nonsense because... I disagree. I think there's massively an element of racism to it. Do you think so? An element of racist, racism, anti feminist issues I think as well her being married before her being like more of a so working woman I didn't woman even and stuff. know she was I know because before. I'm saying that I, I don't think you've taken she that was much black, of it to be honest until her mum turned up at the wedding I hadn't realised she was black but like a lot of people did know you're just not that interested in the royals it's a really bad like metric to measure it against but a lot of people do know and I think there is and there's an there's a sentiment against it in the press massively like you the I've seen that they've done a lot of comparison articles where Kate Middleton's doing the exact same thing and she's not praised for it but you know it's all that's Kate Middleton how lovely or that's nice or just a factual article whereas when it's Meghan Markle it's a criticism in her character always and then there's a lot of things that are like oh this is what Meghan Markle's done to Harry and stuff like you don't know what their marriage no, is nobody like, knows any of that but what I'm saying is I think that uh, Piers Morgan is fairly sound on uh, Meghan Markle and he's getting a lot of uh, a lot what of heat is he saying? well what he says is nobody nobody dislikes her because she's black no you're was, wrong when the, what about when there was a wedding there was a huge everybody said brilliant it's a breath of fresh air for the royal family I, that. I don't think they did. I think some people did, but they didn't. Sort of all, they didn't. Not everyone. That was the main tenor no, of the conversation. I, think I disagree. I think we're back to Brexit again. People saying Brexit is all about racism, and it, it, to, it, Brexit is partially about racism. There's no getting away from that. No, it's, it is. It, it is about nationalism, anti, anti-immigration, and anyway, nationalism is no, nationalism and patriotism can, can, has an undertone of racism. Well, I mean that supporting Manchester City has an undertone of not supporting Manchester United. I, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, that what he's saying is that people have started to dislike Meghan Markle because of her self righteousness, because she, she, you know, she tells us what to, you know, eco, she, and, he, and it's hypocrisy, isn't it? It's got to be hypocrisy. If you're going yeah, across the, the Atlantic the... on a on a transatlantic jet on a regular basis. And then saying we should all. But be... that's the whole of the royal family. Yeah. No one well, else. No, is, no one else is getting the same abuse in like the media. Yeah, stuff because that she Princess does. Anne, she may go to Australia on a jet, uh, on a private jet, but she doesn't then turn around and say we ought to uh, all be uh, looking rid- at our carbon oh, footprint. That's ridiculous. Well, it's not actually. You can't ask her not to like use that platform to say climate change is a really big deal. Well, then she should not be uh, going to Canada. But it's not just her. Like all of the royal She's family something. have said stuff about the environment. I'm sure. No, Prince Charles has, but he's about the only one. But the, you know. But anyway, like the the way that people, people no, but the way that people have had a go at her compared to brushing over of so many actual like actually scandalous things, and we've decided that she's now the one we just dislike. No, I don't think she got a lot. I mean, she did, Dad. No, I don't think she, she was more because she was new to the royal family, and because Prince Harry is in that. Strange position of being a spare heir, they call them, you know. Yeah, he's no, got I know no, what that's called. He, yeah, he's got no role there. The, the press focused on them because she's a celeb and she's used to the sort of celebrity lifestyle. And, you know, when she was doing suits, I suspect that she used the press uh, for her own ends. And now she's seeing the other side of it. Now she doesn't, she doesn't want the publicity. But when she was doing suits... Uh, which she wasn't very good in, incidentally. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, no, I'm not. I'm definitely not defending her as an actor. I think she was pretty poor. Pretty poor. In, in she suits. was pretty poor, and therefore would have needed the the press on her side. Uh, and now she's found out that she doesn't like all the attention from the press. That's uh, and, come on, you're psychoanalyzing someone that. That's the craziness of it, is that you're now thinking that you know how she feels and stuff, and you don't. No, no one does. No, I have no idea how she feels. I'm but, no, like, stop pretending. Apart from... No, I'm not pretending. She said how she feels. She said... Yeah, she, she said they, they want to take a step back from the thing. Yes, I'm just saying... But you're saying, oh, she she now she's on the other back. side of the press and no, blah, blah, blah. I'm not... To, yeah, well, that's true. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that... Piers, I'm not talking about her at all. I could, you can take three steps back as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, they can all take a step back. Back. But 
Piers Morgan is getting heat for saying that people don't like her. People think she's hypocritical. Which yeah, about, but no, she, can be, that, she can be hypocritical, but also subject to, subject to racism. So why does everybody say that Britain is racist? Because people don't like her hypocrisy. Nobody's saying they don't like the fact she's black. What but they're people, saying is they don't... That's why. That's why her hypocrisy is picked out. That's why the press favours her. Like, you can see the articles that, like, literally, the ones, there's one about... Um, how she ate avocados. There's another one about Kate Middleton and avocado, yes, which I've is absolutely fine. The There's one about them holding. That's all bombs. Twitter they're, they're, bollocks. They're pages that. I mean, from is. newspapers. I know, they were pages from pe- newspapers. They are pages from newspapers. I know like there's not pages from newspapers. But you know that's not racism. That is it, just it the way. Is, it's, an, it's an undertone. It's a subconscious racism, and that's no, that's what Britain not. has. The papers do need villains. At some stage, the papers will white, black, or whatever. At some point, yes, but. The Papers that they will decide they don't like some, you know, the but they villainise they villainise black people more than they do white people. No. <laughs> no, no, just no. Just no, just no, absolutely no. But Britain but is, Britain is racist. Is they decide there are certain people they don't like, whether it's Jade Goody. They all attacked Jade, you know, no longer with us, but they all attacked Jade Goody when she was in Big Brother um, for being racist, if you see what I mean. She was the, you know, yeah, that's probably different. before I'm, your time. Yeah, I don't but, know what this is. But, but there are other but there are Yes, there are, absolutely, that's fine, but... Hers is there's a particular brand of racism which I do think is at play in the Meghan Markle stuff. No, I'll tell you what I think. Uh, it's fair enough that she's no. that's your view. Well, I, I disagree, but that's fair enough that's your view. My view is there was a lot of people who got really brassed off about uh, Brexit and they think. England is a racist country. Go and live in France. Go and live in Italy. Those that countries are more racist than we are. One country being racist doesn't make another country not racist. And it's also a different. It's a different type of racism. No, what I'm saying is but, no, no. But you can't say, oh, they're more racist like, than us, so we'll just stay this what racist. What I'm saying is good for us. Somebody like somebody like yeah. There's gonna we, if we we are averagely racist but not we're not a hugely racist country we are not a foul country which is what philip pullman said i do yeah i agree with that but like there's lots of people on twitter are saying and i think it's all a spillover from brexit where the uh and don't forget i did vote remain but there's a spillover from brexit where everybody on twitter said that uh, brexit supporters were racist and i don't think that i don't i think some brexit supporters were racist i'm sure some remainers were also racist but I think there were racist undertones to the Brexit debate and to the Brexit vote. Not every, not everyone. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, the uh, they studied it, the economics of it. They voted for it because they didn't like the bureaucracy of the EU. I mean, there's lots of that. I'm sure. But a massive part of the debate around Brexit was about immigration, and it's hard for immigration debates not to have undertones of racism. Yes, but some people are concerned about immigration because it's affected them job-wise, affected yeah. the communities they live in. Absolutely. Which is fair enough. It doesn't, that doesn't yeah, make yeah, them yeah. racist, does it? No, that doesn't. And that is not at all what I said. I'm saying that there are undercurrents of racism in immigration debates. Do you debates. disagree with or disagree with the tone of things like Philip Pullman's tweet to say this yeah, is Yeah, I think so. I think that is it's inflammatory, and I believe most of all in the fact that extreme extreme anything is always the worst way to go and that is extreme extreme hatred i think and those kind of words and that language is particularly powerful i mean he's a writer he's a good one like i just think any of this like really extremeness about any of the debates is bad like and that's why i mean that's why the like people like katie hopkins and piers morgan they're on another end of a scale and they're also bad like i don't believe that only the people who are vehemently 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 right wing are the problem i believe that both ends of that spectrum when it's so intense is yeah i I mean the only way i would disagree with is i would not lump katie hopkins in with piers morgan i think piers morgan's quite intelligent quite smart different different cuts i think he knows what he's talking about i think think no i think they're different they're different which is a lot of rubbish as well but that's part of the program different monsters (laughs) so are we saying that piers morgan is peak Peak. Peak. I don't use that word barely ever. You, you want to know why I don't use that word? Why? Is it Because it so makes no year? sense. No, it makes literally no it's sense. So peak is top, right? Yeah. And I had a friend, and she used to use it all the time. Everything was peak. And If it was bad. It if was it was peak. bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, 
I don't get that word because peak is the top, the top of the mountain, you know, that's that's good, that must be the best thing. You and she was like, so, no, yeah. it's the top of the bottom. And I was like, ah, so it's the closest to being good or the like it's the top of the bottom but the bottom is down like mm. so peak is something that's a bit bad but not very bad no no that? peak is very very bad the worst of the worst well peak. brunel university have uh, banned slang words in class they enforce what? strict yeah they enforce strict language policies that is that is so stupid yeah, well kevin Ma agrees with you in, in the times writes that uh, that's absolutely peak he says i do not condone the stigmatization of any pupils mostly because in a class situation it's pretty moist do you know moist that word used means embarrassing apparently but now i heard you talking about banging tunes you were saying in the uh, oh. nisa at the university campus <laughs> they play banging tunes apparently banging is gone now what you now have is beast beast instead of beast. banging. yeah this is i don't use beast this, either uh, i've heard beast but i don't do really you use either. lush mm, i don't really use lush but it's not really a northern thing no what about peng Peng I use. Yeah. Now, this means cool. I know sick means cool, doesn't Mm. it? Uh, And so apparently just safe. Safe, yeah. I do safe a lot as well. There's a little uh, sort of glossary of slang here. Do young people ever say wagwan? Uh, Only, like, road men. (laughs) Road men? Yeah, you know, like, boys who wear, like, joggers and... Are they called road men? Joggers and, like, a... uh, What else would they wear? They have the same haircut, like, short back and sides. Anyway, this guy in the Times has been trying out the slang on his son... And his son said to him, you know, he's been using words like moist and wagwan and uh, bang and beast and lush and things. And his son said to him, you're not a drug dealer, Dad. Get, yeah. get over yourself. It's cringy when some people use some of those words, mm. especially like wagwan. Wagwan. Don't like that one. No. But one of the ones that I, a lot of the boys used to say, I didn't really say it that much, but it definitely got said a lot, was saying like... like well, people say just saying, don't no, they? No, 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 but it's different. It was like a greeting or like... Like a, hello, how are you, what you up to, all in one, like when you first saw someone. So, like, you'd wake up and you'd be like, oh, saying Kellner. Like, oh, hi, you all right, what are you doing, oh, saying Kellner. But I said it, I must have said it, like, once and like, no one had a clue. So I don't know whether that's, like, a very strictly Leeds mm. thing or... Well, you're so Leeds, aren't you? I, I noticed know. that uh, you were telling me earlier, your friend, you have this... Oh, we have this game that's yeah, called Psych. Um, Ellen, it's one of the Ellen DeGeneres games. You know, she made that Heads Up game as oh, well. How does she make games? Uh, yeah, well, just apps. Um, it's just that one, I think, Heads Up and then this Psych one. And a lot of them are very, like, rude and um, vulgar. Yes. But uh, they basically, they give you a question. So one of them was... How does Ruth unwind after a long day? And then everyone sends in an, an anonymous answer and you each have to select the one that you think is the most funny or the most accurate or whatever. So my, one of mine was, how does Ruth unwind after a long day? Just thinking about Leeds because it gives her a calming pleasure. <laughs> it's really funny. Is it because of your Leeds accent they all think you're No, because I, I just talk about how I think Leeds is the best all the time. Right. There was a couple of others. There's a couple of others that were quite funny, yeah. Um, learning some effing pointless facts and reciting them to her bored friends. Yes. I just tell them, like, boring rubbish facts and stuff. Especially about, like, if a word means two different things or whatever. Uh, My one yesterday was about tapas. Yeah. Um, so the word tapiar means to cover mm. in Spanish, and um, it's also the root of the word tapas because ca- tapas tapia came after tapiar yeah. to cover. Because um, if you had a beer or a glass of wine at the, um, it was kind of a lot of different reasons. So at a restaurant or a bar, tapas bar, they would put a, pe- a tapas on top of the. They would cover your beer or your wine ah. with the tapas so that you would have to eat it first because they were always really salty so it would make you want to buy more drinks and because it it would avoid the flies getting into your drink as well so they would sometimes be covered with a little plate and then the thingy on top or just if it was like bread or something just straight on top and so then they you would have to eat it as well so you didn't get too drunk ever and it would keep the flies out and it would be salty so it encourages people to spend more money because you would cover your wine, your drink yeah. with the and were, tapas. Were people fascinated you when you told them this? That wasn't one of the. That wasn't one of the worst ones. I've, I've oh, said some real unfunny, un, uninteresting things. Like what? Pescada is fish, fish in mm. Spanish, yeah. but only fish. But then pez or pez or whatever is fish if you if you don't have the intention to ever eat it. 
Right, so a fish that just sort of... Sort a fish of that you want to keep as a pet or something. As a pesh. Pesh. But a fish in a, rid- a river might be pescado because you can consider eating it. Right. And then the two other funny ones that... Um, there's more than this, but some of them I can't read out loud. No. University has been threatened with fines unless they make it easier for students to report sexual harassment. A report by the Office of Students says that universities must have clear guidance for students who've been abused or assaulted, etc. The uh, office which regulates higher education in England said we propose focusing on the extent to which a provider, i.e. university, operates robust reporting and complaint handling mechanisms. And I just thought at the time, you've got a bunch of young people all together, all at the sort of age when, you know, you might be sexually active. So it is an environment where mm. you would expect the, the, almost as a matter I, of course a certain amount of sexual harassment yeah i can't remember how what the figure was but i remember t- i was having a conversation with one of my friends at uni being like i wonder how many people do get like sexually assaulted or harassed or whatever at uni and the figures were unreal well, like so big, yeah. high i think it's just because and everyone's in close proximity especially yeah. in first year when you're in those halls and you you know and it's all that gray area stuff with like when it comes to sexual harassment rather than abuse and things mm-hmm. but i think what they really really need to do is more stuff about like say practicing safe sex and more like regular and like 24 7 availability like the so if you were assaulted sort of after a, a drinking session say at 12 midnight what would was well, there so you could the, do? would you have to wait for the next day you'd to have to wait, well no you could report it because there's a thing called nightline which works throughout the night i think for reporting it but then also if you were say like raped or something one of the things that you'd need to do would be to like get the if you went on a form of uh, birth control like get the morning after pill and get a se- an std test and whatever but there's only in york i think this is a specifically bad thing with york the free clinic on campus is only open on a wednesday so you can only get <laughs> assaulted on a tuesday wow. that's the rules um, and if not you would have to go into town and go to boots i think and i'm pretty sure it's 35 pounds for the pill i feel like i read that somewhere which is pretty, like, that's pretty expensive. And I mm. think you can order it online maybe as well. But again, like, for it's not free. And the nearest... But you can report but you can report straight away on Nightline, I presume. I think so. But, like, to be able to speak to, like, a medical professional, you wouldn't be able to do that straight away. Because the people who run Nightline, I'm pretty sure, are just students. Yes, but they would refer... I'm sure they, they would are, refer they you would to refer someone, you to yeah. Somebody. But there would be nowhere open. There would be... Yeah. There's no emergent counsellor available or no emergent like doctor who could tell you about those choices and then talk to you about like options and whatever there's Mm. no i don't think there's anyone who's trained specifically in sexual assault because i think nightline is for anything Oh, so sort of like if Nightline you is just like if you were really no, if you, not if you get locked if you out. Had if your you phone get, stolen or something. If you get locked out, you go to like the reception. That's like a practical thing. Nightline is if you know you're just really sad and you just want someone to chat to. If you've lost all your friends and you're just lonely, like it's for stuff like that. It's not. It's not specific. I don't think they're specifically trained in what to do if someone's been assaulted, because I think that probably if you wanted to speak to someone straight away about that who knows what they're talking about, I don't think you could. Does it concern you? I mean, you, you really are something you ought to check up on, you know, if you're going out drinking on a regular basis. Uh, um, I know you're quite good. You don't get senseless, do you? <laughs> um, no, I try not to sometimes, yeah. yeah. But um, I think... Although you I'd did say, it over Christmas in our house. You went to... Uh, I think, I got, to the I, think I got spiked. I'm sure everyone says this after they get too drunk. I got spiked, I got spiked. I know I do sometimes, and it's probably that should be one of my New Year's, New Year's resolutions is not to get absolutely like blackout drunk. Definitely, or definitely, definitely. But, um, but in terms of like sexual assault, it feels very safe on campus, but then it does happen to so many people. So I think it might be one of those things where I was going to say because you said that the figures were unreal. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe it's like doesn't feel like it would happen to you. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's dangerous. But, which is not true. Like it can happen to mm. like anyone. But do you think York then is better? Some universities have a, a worse culture than York as regards this. Yeah, I think... You know, I, these I don't know where's bad, Yeah, these actually. people are saying there ought to be a tougher line on campus abuse. Do you think they'd look at York and say York's, by and large, doing I'm a good sure. job? I'm not sure. I think it's... The thing is, the university's not going to, like, advertise those figures regardless of what they are, do you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know where is worse for it. I'm imagining places like Bristol are quite bad for it because... 
there's a lot more girls who go to York than boys, I think, like, right. uh, statistics-wise. Bristol is more boys, so I'll maybe that Bristol affects it. Then you can't find a place in the library, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're moving on from sexual abuse. We've um, solved that. And uh, Yes, let's move on to libraries. Uh, many graduates of UK universities will remember the seasonal scramble for a good spot in the library during the exam time. Actually, if you go into the British Library you're near St Pancras Station, because I was a member there, and they were absolutely packed mm. during the it exam gets time. Really re- it got really, really busy uh, in the first week. Did it? I was going to ask you about York, because because apparently overcrowding at Bristol has reached a whole new level. After years of expansion, the university is so short of study space that places are being offered to study on the SS Great Britain. <laughs> now, the SS Great Britain was a, a ship, design, a great steamship designed by Isambard Kingdom Brunel, yeah. and that's in the docks area. You know, it's a tourist attraction, basically. Mm. And now, it says, the history department tells students needing a place to revise that they can reserve desks during the January exam period on Isambard Kingdom Brunel. <laughs> famous steamship and the vessels kept on a dry dock um, that's so funny yeah it's bizarre but I, I suspect it's a bit busy at York but it sounds to me because you've got a 24 hour library there oh yeah everyone, every uni's got a 24 hour library really I think so yeah it is hard to find a spot like it's particular times of day if you go early in the morning you're pretty much surf or like late at night you're fine but if you go in the middle of the day and stuff it is really hard to find a spot especially in the like studious buzz zone which is like um you can work with people chatting and stuff um that's really hard to find a spot in if you're not careful and then the even the silent zones get they do get full up you usually can find a place but i also don't know what it would be like like i had it was an exam week but it wasn't like the big big exam season at the end of the year so i imagine it does it but you seem to have plenty of library space. I mean, obviously, yeah, you you're could, not we in could do with more though. Yeah, it's not like Bristol, but it, they could be more tables and stuff. Now you've noticed uh, a great gap this week in the podcast. Emails. Not a single. Not a single one. email. Well, Spotify did offer us some sort of <laughs> deal. Somebody else selling some internet services got in touch with us. So we had about four, and they were all from commercial concerns. Uh, commercial concerns. Us, yes, wanting us to subscribe or pay money for something. So if you do want to send us an email, we'd love to get it. You know, if yeah. you're not trying to sell us anything. Oh, so, if you are. <laughs> even if you are, yeah, we, we can't stop you. It's Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com I'll give that Martin address. and Ruth podcast at gmail.com yes it's Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com and if you want to listen to the Spotify the songs in full on Spotify you can um, if you type in Ruthie me and my dad or Martin and Ruth podcast or Ruthie uni dad and me you'll get to the playlist eventually with the, the songs from this week and all the other weeks and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you again next week Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.